Seems like everywhere I go these days, I hear about endings, the end of an era, the end of the world, the end of society as we know it. Whether it's religious or social or economic, everyone's predicting catastrophe of some kind or another. And of course, catastrophes do occur on a day-to-day basis, but I want to talk about uh, this uh, sort of sense of apocalypse that we are all dealing with in Your Apocalypse Now, podcast 1090, podcast 1090, the Bob Davis Podcasts. Once again, thanks for the sponsorship of Ryan Plumbing and Heating in St. Paul for home or business. When it comes to keeping all of your systems operating winter and summer, and we are now making that transition into um, spring and eventually into summer up in uh, Minnesota, and uh, that's when you have to get all your systems checked to make sure everything's working right. And when you have plumbing or heating problems or air conditioning problems, you want reliable service. Of course, that is Ryan Plumbing and Heating in St. Paul. Here's the number, 651-224-4771 in St. Paul in Minneapolis, 612-927-6488, online at ryanplumbing.com. They are 70 years at that location on University Avenue. Ryan Plumbing and Heating. Once again, Ryan Plumbing and Heating, ryanplumbing.com, or click on their banner at the top of the page at thebobdavispodcast.com. We live in a world now where there are so many predictions of negative things, whether it is a TV show, some podcast that you listen to, some conversation or conversations you have with people of like mind, whatever. I could go 10 minutes talking about all the examples of these things. You know what I'm talking about. And we live in, we live in a time, and I consider the time that we, li- we are living through, I consider this time to be a dark time. I don't know if it's actually a dark time. I guess it is. There's some dark things happening, but if you look through history, you'll find that there are dark things happening all the time. Is this a dark time? I think it's a dark time because so many people are so negative about the future. We're going to have an economic calamity. The planet is going to burn up. The sun is going to explode. Uh, all of these things, these signs in the skies and the rumblings of the earth mean that Jesus is coming back soon. And boy, is he pissed. He is going to come back. And those of you who have not taken uh, the pledge to to stand with God, woe to you. And, and, and your skin will be flayed and you will die of diseases. You'll die a hundred deaths and you'll pray for more. Uh, or it's uh, the Pleiadians are coming, or it's the fifth D Earth that's coming, and and the sky is going to turn purple, and uh, we won't have to, <laughs> we won't have to worry about where the food comes from or the money. Things will just happen because we will be able to. We will have the power to manifest whatever it is that we want. Or the uh, the people, the the ubiquitous they are engineering uh, a a mass die-off so that they can have all the things because there's too many people in the world. And those in charge 
are uh, interested in, uh, in, in killing everyone so that they can enjoy the fruits of the earth. Uh, and the rest of us will just, we'll starve to death or we'll be killed. Uh, the cities are horrible places where soon there will be uh, hordes of gun-toting right-wingers or gun-toting left-wingers or immigrants or you name it. It's all bad. <laughs> and you know, uh, I love The Walking Dead, the TV show. Uh, I, I have uh, I've quite enjoyed uh, uh, dystopian novels and dystopian movies and uh, you know disaster movies, nuclear war, massive earthquakes, the Yellowstone caldera is going to blow up. Uh, there's all you. There is a. There is quite a choice of these uh, topics on YouTube, which is what everyone watches out here, and or any other kind of social media platform that you're particularly interested in. Yeah, they're out there, and and uh, people adhere to these ideas, and they they seem to. Why? And here's the the nub of this. Why, Bob Davis, are there? Uh, there is so much negativity, my brother. Why is that? And I'm going to tell you why I think there is so much negativity. Aside from the fact that, I, I mean, I guess if I had a degree in psychology, I could say uh, people tend to. Uh, give uh, more attention to negative and less attention to positive. It's easier to think about what you don't have rather than what you do have and what your, uh, what your possibilities are. It's often more difficult to make the positive things happen just because it's easier to just uh, stew in your own uh, uh, juices and complain and say, oh, I'll never get a good job or, oh, woe is me. It's easier to do that than it is to say, sometimes even physically, it's, it's much harder to get up and do something, especially if you're older and your body hurts and you've worked hard all your life, whatever. But we're awash in negative predictions all over the place, whether it's the traditional New Year's Eve, what was I doing? Well, I was on YouTube at the end of the evening, and I was I was looking up all the people predicting, Nostradamus says this, and this guy says, we're going to have a huge economic collapse. And uh, I was going to start the podcast by giving you all these reference points that I look at, but you're kind of getting the impression. My financial guys, the guys that I, I watch who loved the, sort of the technical analysis guys and the macroeconomics guys who look at unemployment and the Baltic dry shipping index and all of these things, uh, predicting massive economic failure which I'm actually rooting for because it will mean cheap diesel. But anyway, the genesis of this podcast is this. I really, I was uh, sitting here last night thinking, what am I going to do a podcast? I've got to do a podcast and I got to get a podcast up before the end of February. That's probably not going to happen because it's February 28th as I do this. I, I've got to figure out what I'm going to do. And I just, I wouldn't say that I have writer's block. I would just say that... Uh, I feel really good, and I find myself uh, not really having much to say. So I have to work a little harder to come up with content. Even more, I have to work a little harder because 
I do not want to be a captive of uh, my audience. I don't want to do what my audience audience expects me to do. Uh, I don't want to um, do content that I later feel that I'm going to have to double down on because if I don't, they're not going to like it. I don't do it for that. And I, I talked about that in Podcast 1089. I do this for myself. So when I have nothing to say, it's kind of weird. But I don't think anybody would doubt what I'm saying, that wherever you turn, you're confronted with, we're going to have a we're going to have an economic recession at the very least, and at the very most, it's going to be a depression. And at the at the extreme, it's going to be catastrophic. And there's going to be a diaspora of people from the cities, and no one's going to have a job, and no one's going to have any money, and horrible things are going to happen, and the government's going to go broke, and we're we're going to be living in a new era of uh, lack, at least in terms of the finance stuff. I think a lot of that is. Uh, these guys started out talking about macroeconomics. It led them to make certain, take certain positions, which they feel now they can't climb down from. So what you have to do is look for finance people who don't post very often and who have businesses that are based, uh, informationally based, and you can pull yourself back from a conclusion. And this is true with politics and anything else. If you can pull yourself back from judging I'm a this or I'm a that. This is going to happen or that's going to happen. What you end up with is you see it. You see uh, commentators and content creators saying, this is going to happen because of that. We, we spend a lot of time predicting the future. What's going to happen and why? And most of it's negative. Most of it is actually very dark. And the, therefore, people in conversation they talk about the 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 ubiquitous they they are doing this to us they want to kill us all or uh jesus is is getting us ready for his return or we're going to get ready to make this shift to the 5d you will often hear that in quote unquote new age communities that's what you hear out there and uh i am going to tell you why i think it's happening in the second half of this podcast Shout out to Garden Gurus M and these are the people that can help you with that really awful looking garden in your backyard. As the snow melts and you are left with brown, uh, you can start thinking about what you want to do with your gardens. This is the time to get a hold of Garden Gurus and you go to GardenGurusMN.com. All their numbers and information is there. What they do is they help you prep it. They get you ready. They can do businesses. They can do residences and they can help stage uh, real estate for sale. And that is very important right now because the real estate markets aren't what they were because of course it's, the end of the world is coming. So because of that, uh, if you're trying to sell a house, you need to stage it. <laughs> so just check out gardengurusmn.com and I'll tell you more about them in future podcasts. Okay, Bob Davis, why is this happening? Why, why are so many people making horribly negative predictions and why are so many people uh, believing them? Why do so many people uh, seem to be operating under the orientation that we're at the end of the road, it's over. And it's only a matter of time before all this stuff. We're going to, there's going to be a nuclear war. 
Um, and again, I can give you hundreds of examples, but I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. I'm going to tell you why I think it's happening. Are there bad things happening in the world? Yes, uh, I think it's fair to say that there are. I think one of the, uh, if you'll allow me uh, to talk about the Ukrainian thing for a minute, one of the things that I notice is uh, there is an awful lot invested into Ukraine winning. Now, I'm not expressing an opinion about whether they should or shouldn't. It doesn't matter. But there's an awful lot of content from pretty prominent people that is dedicated to the Ukraine winning. What if they don't win? Then what? So, so you have to figure out a way to climb down from that. And you will see these prominent foreign policy people after months and months and months of saying Ukraine's going to win, Ukraine's going to win, Ukraine's going to win. Now they're starting to talk about off ramps and, and green shoots and, uh, <laughs> you know, um, what was the one I wrote? Golden uh, bridges, because Sun Tzu talked about giving your opponent a golden bridge to end the conflict and so on. Suddenly they're starting to try to hedge their bets because maybe it won't turn out the way they predicted. Or it could. The point is, this is why we play the game, to find out who wins. Because we don't know who's going to win the Super Bowl. We have to play the game to find out who wins the Super Bowl. And I'm not saying this year, any year. We need to play the games to find out who goes to the World Series. You can predict all you want. Ultimately, it just depends on how things go. And, you know, that's an important thing to learn. You learn that in sports writing, according to my sports writer friends. You don't want to predict what's going to happen. You want to write about what happens in the game, what we know has happened, which is why sports, particularly baseball, is so interesting because um, you have a set of statistics which are pretty much the same as when Mr. Doubleday started the sport. And so you can track these statistics and you can talk about uh, you know these games because you've got a set of data that goes back over 100 years. Anyway. That's why the stock market is interesting, and that's why, generally speaking, uh, macroeconomic data is interesting because you have such an enormous amount of data, and you have to know what is real and what isn't real. But once you figure that out, you've got a set of data that you can work with, and you can say, this is what has happened. This is what could happen. This is also what could happen. And you can report reasonably on that stuff without without taking these flights of fancy. But on other stuff that's more subjective, it's another story. Why are people consuming so much negative content? Why are people so obsessed with the return of Christ, with uh, the, re the, the beginning of the 5D world and making the shift? The Pleiadians uh, coming back and telling us uh, that this is going to happen or that's going to happen. Or, you know, the, the, I hate to say it, the climate change enthusiasts and, and what they say will happen if we don't do this, that, and the other thing, right? Why? We don't realize, and, and I'm talking specifically about the United States, but also the West in general. We don't realize how old this population is getting. Um, you know, if you look into demography, you will see that the West in general are net losers of population. Almost all the population growth is uh, in Latin America, in Africa, and uh, some places in Asia that's where the population growth is. In other words, this is where people are having babies. Why are people so negative about the future? 
and and uh, and and what I was saying was that for the most part, Western populations are on average much older than uh, populations in the developing world, whether it's Africa or Latin America or parts of Asia. Uh, people who have been in the United States for quite a while are generally speaking a little older because they don't reproduce as much as people, as I said, from these other areas that want to come to the United States because of the opportunity. So we have a generally speaking an older population and it's getting older and older. And in the United States, the baby boom population was around 75 million and concentrated in uh, a short period of time from 1949 to 1964. A lot of times they'll say, well, the millennials and Gen Z are bigger than the baby boomers, but they're spread out over a longer period of time. The so-called pig and a python baby boom, which is what demographers call uh, what this looks like on a graph, the baby boom population is getting old. And the baby boom population still drives public opinion uh, because of its sheer size and concentration. And what do we have, ladies and gentlemen? We have a lot of baby boomers who are nearing the end of their lives. And we have a smaller generation right behind the baby boomers who are also nearing the end of their lives. In addition, we have just come out of uh, a pandemic, which while uh, it certainly wasn't The Stand, the famous Stephen King novel that uh, chronicles a, a, a pandemic which kills 98% of the population, it certainly was more than the flu. I think everyone can agree worldwide. And in the United States, there were a lot of uh, deaths as a result of COVID and a very difficult time of being locked down for uh, the right reasons or the wrong reasons, not to mention the other privations which occurred because of the, the pandemic and generally the reaction to it, whether well-advised or ill-advised. So you have a large population that's been, I would say, I think it's fair to say traumatized by what has happened. And you have especially an older population that has been traumatized by events of the last uh, four or five years, uh, in particular the last uh, three, four years, starting in, in 2019. And they are nearing the end of their lives. So this podcast is entitled Your Apocalypse Now because the reason that there is so much um, emphasis on the end whether it's the return of Jesus or the 5D world or, you know, you name it, war, the infamous they, nuclear conflict, and all these other things is partially and probably mostly because there are so many old people who are, in fact, nearing their own lives. And this is the key here, and this is what I wanted to say. Depending on how comfortable you are with your life, depending on how perhaps successful you feel or not i'm not sure i know which of these things triggers it there is um, a, a point in your life where you become face to face with your own mortality some people who have had uh, uh, cancer or who've had heart attacks or who have had accidents have already experienced this um, this uh facing uh, uh, of their own mortality a little bit but still the one finality the one absolute truth is no one gets out of here alive you me everybody hearing my voice 
everybody who's ever heard my voice, everybody I've ever known, everybody you've ever known, all of us will eventually die. And we will do whatever we do when we die. We'll either go back to dust or we'll move on to some other plane or whatever you believe happens, that will happen and it will be the end. Some people are more, uh, you know, comfortable with that and some people are less comfortable with that. But I think from a psychological perspective, most people, especially men, have a real problem facing this question of mortality. We ignore it. That's how we handle it. We don't think we will ever die. Ever. And in particular, we don't think that we are ever going to die after a long and painful illness in which people will have to take care of us and we will have to be dependent on people. And as a man, I can tell you, I would rather just crawl under a juniper tree and die than have to deal with being waited on hand and foot by people. And yet, that is probably going to happen at some point. And I will have to defend on those I will have to depend on those people and I don't even want to think about it. So what happens when you ignore something? When you ignore uh, uh, something as significant as death? Lots of interesting things can happen. People have very interesting psychological reactions to this question of their own death and mortality. Just examine. Uh, now, I, I experienced my mother dying in the, in the last couple of years. That was, you know, they say when someone close to you dies, you don't want to make any major decisions. It's going to take a year of grieving and you're, you're going to have dreams and, and uh, you're going to experience. This is someone, who, not you, this is someone you love who goes. Uh, and it's still, and we knew she was almost 100 years old, right? But it still affects me and I still have dreams and I still think about it. Think about your own mortality. And because we have an aging population, and because mortality is not something anybody wants to think about, it comes out in these other weird ways. So most certainly, uh, we are going. The, the world will end again. Most certainly, the world will end when you die. When I die, my world will end. Now, after that. That's open to conjecture. We can listen to people talking about their near-death experiences. We can have faith in our uh, religion, or we can believe in God and believe that we will be uh, saved. But before that moment happens, we spend a lot of times uh, we spend a lot of time justifying our life, or saying, uh, I don't care, I, I'm going to have, I'm going to live at the peak, I'm going to drink and smoke and snort and shoot, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to have sex, and I'm going to do all these things because I'm about to die, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to live it, I'm going to work it, or I'm going to do as much good for people as I can before I go. I'm going to be I'm going to be less judgmental. I'm going to be nicer to people. I'm going to listen to people. I'm not going to be a jerk. Uh, whatever you're going to try to make an effort to change or reform yourself. These are all things I think that people do, uh, and they do it unconsciously. So, so this 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 hook that's in our mouth. Uh, as collective fish in this sea that we're swimming in of life, this journey that we're on, is this fear 
And every now and then you get your head yanked around because the fear is brought home to you. Uh, When someone is hurt or killed, I feel it more deeply now than I did when I was 20 years old. Because when you're 20, your whole life is in front of you. You don't care. But when you're much older, you start to fear and you don't want to admit the fear. You don't want to admit that the real fear might be having to depend on people to to take care of you. And so what you do is perhaps you attach yourself to some apocalyptic idea or you attach yourself to something like uh, the world. So we're all going to do a shape shift into a new dimension or Jesus is going to return and we're all going to be raptured, which may be true or may not be true. I don't know. These things could be true. They might not be true. I'm just saying this is what human beings do. The power of the subconscious, the power of the uh, of the imagination to avoid what is inevitable is very powerful, very powerful indeed. Uh, denial is not just a river in Egypt. I have two things I live by. <laughs> Blaming others is healthy. And uh, denial is really a great tool. <laughs> so you, you know, you could be Pollyanna about these other, these many problems that supposedly we have. But I've said in recent conversations, and I've said it in recent conversations with my son, when we'll talk about, pol- I will talk about politics with my son and people close to me. One of the things I always say is, hey, it's, this is, especially if it's a younger person, I'll go, you know what? Ultimately, this is going to be your problem, not my problem, because now you're in charge. Now you are the ones that get to make these key decisions over the next 40 or 50 years. I will be gone at some point. And we laugh about it. Denial and uh, blaming others, very healthy, but also a very clear indication of, uh, and how would we be if we walk around and, and constantly think about our own mortality? It's much better to project that onto the world as a whole and sit around the campfire and talk about how everything is going to hell in a handbasket and the world isn't the same as it was when I was growing up. And it isn't. I had a great childhood. We left the house at uh, nine o'clock in the morning or whatever, and we didn't come home till the streetlights came on and they didn't really care where we were and what we were doing. We were free. And now today, you can't let your kid run it. You'll never see him again, right? The fear that helicopter parenting is real and perhaps necessary because of the way things are today. So there are real problems and real things to worry about. But I think there's an awful lot of, uh, we're going to have this catastrophic economic problem. And we may, but we may not. And so saying it, that what happens is you then you start tacking to that. Well, now I've said it, so I have to keep paying off on my feeling that uh, the end of the world is coming. So it's just a it's a thought provoking idea that maybe things aren't gonna maybe things are gonna get worked out. You know, maybe we'll we'll get the economic stuff. We might have a recession. It might not be that bad. We'll get it worked out. Maybe uh, the sun will come up tomorrow. You know, maybe we'll figure this thing out in the Ukraine and we'll figure out how to end it so that it's not going to blow up the whole world. Maybe this, maybe that. Maybe the aliens aren't going to come down and destroy us. Maybe they'll be great and they'll come down and go, hey, you know what? We figured out how to make the best meatloaf you'll ever taste in your life (laughs) or whatever. Maybe it won't be as bad. And I think when we think about things, we have to remember that if we, if somebody walked up and said, if you take this pill and you're 55 years old, you take this pill 
you're going to revert back to being 18 again. What would it be like? Because it's beyond winning the lottery. You are now 18. So if you're 55, 60, 65, you know how your body feels. And suddenly you're 18 and you can run and your knees don't hurt and you can climb and you've got all these hormones and you're, you're, you know, you're just uh, firing on all 16 cylinders, so to speak. And uh, what would you do? How would your life change? And, and one of the things that somebody said was, well, you know, you'd have, you'd have so many hormonal problems. You wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't be able to function. Okay. Maybe so. But I would take that pill, you know, uh, because I think to to have another long period of health and uh, not that my health is a problem, but I'm saying to to be able to have that kind of tremendous feeling of youth again for a long period of time uh, would be great. And what would I do? I would just go to uh, I would just do yoga three times a day and. Uh, and I would go to some yoga ashram for at least 10 years, and I would just do yoga all the time. <laughs> you know? That's what I do. <laughs> I just do yoga, and, uh, and, and again, you go back to being 18, but you have all of the, of the uh, mental processes and experience of a longer life that you take back into that age. So you have to play with it but really i think a lot of the of the negativity these days is due to this fear of death that so many people of a certain age because there are so many of them have and it is permeating our culture and i think we need to start addressing this uh, nobody fact checks. Nobody tries to figure out what's actually happening. All they do is whatever feeds into this negativity, whatever feeds into this dark point of view that the end is coming, they forget that most assuredly the end is coming. Your apocalypse now. Well, thanks for tweaking my algorithm, <laughs> baby. <laughs> I don't know. Thanks for listening and sharing and liking the Bob Davis Podcast. If you want to make a donation, you can do it at the donate window at thebobdavispodcasts.com. You can also get the Bob Davis Podcast on Google uh, Podcasts. Uh, Spotify is a great platform. I'm really up on Spotify these days and uh, stitcher.com and especially itunes and if you want to help without spending any money without giving me any money the best thing you can do is subscribe to the bob davis podcast on itunes because once you subscribe it pushes the podcast out to so many subscriptions so many phones that that really helps my feeds and thank you for listening to podcast 1090 your apocalypse now the bob davis podcasts all right i did it
wish upon a star and wake up where the clouds are far behind me. Where troubles melt like lemon drops away above the chimney tops, that's where you 